like that last Thessalonians, it says, encourage one another and build each other up. I think that's really important, and that seriously has helped me most, is just encouragement from other people, which gives me confidence to know that I'm living my mission for Christ and just to keep, keep pressing on. This is a podcast of St. Paul Lutheran Church, where we equip every generation to live rooted in Jesus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast for today. This is Pastor Schultz. We are grateful that you are with us as we continue that conversation on authentic uh, relationships, how God creates relationships, how he does this all throughout the Holy Scriptures, and he still does this today in our lives, and how this is one of our values here at St. Paul. To help us think about this for today, we have a special guest with us, uh, and I'll let him introduce himself uh, to you. Hi, uh, I am Nathan Botnick. Around here, I am known as Mr. B. Uh, I am student teaching right now, middle school social studies and FIED with uh, Mr. Wellner for St. Paul. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, so, Nate, we're looking forward to kind of diving more into relationships for today, but to frame our time, uh, we're going to go to First Thessalonians. So, if you're listening to this, you can certainly just... Uh, hear the sound of my voice. You can also crack open God's word and, and read along too. But it's First Thessalonians um, five, uh, then verses four through eleven. And here's what Saint Paul writes: uh, "But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should uh, surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us be, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober." For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. You know, I love this portion of Scripture, Nate, because uh, St. Paul, well, all of his letters, he's, you know, he's so pastoral. He's addressing a very specific, you know, need of a group of Christians somewhere. And here he's talking about the resurrection of the dead and says that Jesus is coming back. And good news <laughs> for them is that uh, they're not part of that night. They're, they're part of the salvation that God has given to them, not based on their own ability, but because he appointed them is what the scriptures say. He appointed them to receive salvation. He chose them. And St. Paul says uh, the pattern of the Christian life really in a lot of this is this is the centrality of our faith, um, that they would encourage one another with these things, um, to keep their eyes ever fixed on it, and to not act like anybody else, but to always say as a Christian community, Man, Jesus could come back any day, any second now, and to keep our eyes fixed on. And when he does, hallelujah, because I'm going with him kind of thing. And at the end, he wraps it up and says, So therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. The reason we chose this Bible verse for today is because St. Paul, he talks about how uh, these relationships are critical. Um, the centrality of salvation, obviously, for St. Paul is, is paramount. And with that, he says, in the Christian community, this is the focus of what we are doing. He is addressing a specific problem, but he is saying, Christian communities, as you relate to each other, this, this is the primary way in which you should relate. This is the primary way in which you should build each other up. Uh, God uh, used St. Paul 
to use relationships in these ways. Uh, he uses relationships in so many ways, but here in the book of First Thessalonians, he uses them uh, to encourage one another in the return of Jesus Christ and the salvation that he brings. And we tell you that to tell you this, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> that God is still working in our lives uh, today. What God does in the Holy Scriptures is not something unique. In fact, God's incredibly consistent. How he worked in the Bible is how he's still working in our lives 2,000 years later. God still cares about relationships. Uh, a primary concern even today in the church is that we would encourage one another and that our focus should be on the salvation that Jesus brings. But these authentic relationships that he uh, gives to us have many different facets that we want to uphold here at St. Paul. Uh, the centrality is always, always, always that Christ has died and has come back to life and is coming back again for us who are appointed for salvation. Uh, but we are called to encourage one another and live these relationships in many different ways. And, and Nate here today is going to help us think about that. He's going to He's going to help us think about how God is still active in our lives, using those relationships and working with us. So if I could pivot then, as we uh, have invited you on, Nate, you know, could you share with some of our readers or some of our listeners rather, um, those relationships in your life? You know, we, we unfortunately I can't do your whole life. That would be cool. <laughs> But we don't have time for that. But do you got maybe an exa one example or a couple examples of, yeah, this is a critical relationship that God has given me in my life that has maybe encouraged me in my faith walk or just been a huge blessing for me that I've seen and would be an encouragement to other people. Does anything jump out at you or come to mind about that? Yeah, um, I would say that. So I'm student teaching right now at St. Paul, but mm -hmm. I didn't always think that I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. I actually came to uh, came to college. I went to Concordia. Actually, prior to Concordia, I was enrolled in lacrosse, and I was for business. Oh, So then about a month or so, probably actually less than that, before classes started, I had a roommate, I had a dorm room, I had yeah. I had the sweatshirt with you lacrosse on it. Yeah, I, I was serving as a, a junior counselor at Camp Luther, Yeah, and I really thought about it, and I was really unsure, and I, I actually decided that I wanted to instead pursue ministry. Mm -hmm. So I enrolled in pre-seminary classes, and I went transferred to Concordia, and then after a year of doing that, it kind of led me towards meeting my fiancé and meeting my passion for education, and that was nice because she always knew she wanted to be a teacher. So she really was some of the, the concrete of like what it's like to be a teacher, what it would look like, how I could have that. Just like the vision for it really helped that way. Yeah. But then I would say with student teaching, actually getting to be at St. Paul, be in the school building. This was my first time back in a middle school since I was in middle school. Yeah. And just working with um, AJ Welna has really, oh, yeah. really shown me... Yep the impact I can have in a classroom, in a community, like through my ministry, and just how happy we can to have this opportunity, I guess. So what was, what was, how did you go from a month out at lacrosse to switch? Like what were, was something always kind of in the back of your head or what was the kind of the final straw that broke the camel's back? That's yeah. Like real close to deadline. That's like July, classes yeah. start in August kind of thing, right? Yeah, definitely, Pastor. It was, yeah, I went to lacrosse and it was a big, it was a big fight 
just internally senior year on where I would end up. I thought about Green Bay. I thought about lacrosse. My brother was already in seminary classes at Concordia. Yeah. And I was just kind of felt like I was being pulled in different directions. But then over that summer towards the August, the clarity of, you know, I want to be somewhere where I can share my religious values and be around people that had the same ideas and in that community, I think is really what what kind of drew me finally to Concordia and the thought of just being in ministry. It didn't end up being a pastor like I had envisioned right away, but still through like a Lutheran educator. But yeah, just being in the community to have relationships with people who are going to build you up in faith, I think is what drew me to Concordia. Well, Concordia, Wisconsin has definitely got that. I mean, in spades. Most of their, or a lot of their teachers are called, and we got a whole host of the profs running around here at St. Paul yeah. in and of itself, too. But it was a good experience. It was great, yeah. And it led you to St. Paul, which is good, too. It did. And, yeah, St. Paul has been extremely inspirational and just motivational, I guess, for my career that I can do this. I God has given me the skills and put me in the right place to to do his ministry. Yeah. Do you always think you would do ministry in some sort? So if it wasn't the pastor thing or it wasn't the teacher thing, did you ever think it'd still be in that wheelhouse? I did. Yeah. After a while, I I knew it was going down this path somewhere. But yeah, it was. there was just a couple things on like, what if it was youth ministry or what right. if it was, you know, as a teacher or yeah. So definitely. So what's been the biggest highlight student teaching here? Any critical relationship that maybe you've developed with another person or maybe you've just seen this year with the kids? Well, honestly, the entire staff at St. Paul is, I couldn't ask for a different group of people just to lead and to show me what it looks like day in and day out to come to school, to, to be, to show their faith first, but then to show love for the students and love for their curriculum and just to be in an environment where the students are comfortable to be who they are and to to ask questions and to not just be left in the unknown. I really appreciate that. Specifically, Mr. Welna, AJ, I brought it up. He has yeah. just showed me he's very comfortable with himself and who his who he is as a person and who God has, you know, his vocations as a father and a teacher and a husband and it's been really been an honor to work with him and just to help frame what my career hopefully is going to look like, right. God willing, five years from now, ten years from now. So the entire, definitely the entire school, every student here, the pastors, the staff, but it's been really nice to be in room 134 with, with AJ. That's so, awesome. Well, you know, as we kind of looked at Affirmed. Uh, and that's that's uh, such a such a great thing when it just clicks like that and works out so well. It really is encouraging. Um, it is for me, and I hope it is for our listeners too. You know, uh, but Nate, do you have any words of wisdom? So specifically, you know, you kind of pivoted from business to ministry, and then you went from you know maybe pastor track to teacher track. Um, do you get any words of wisdom? So for our listeners who are processing right now, specific around authentic relationships, maybe it's some, maybe it's something to do with their vocations. Maybe they're stuck in a job or a vocation that they don't they're not really wild about. Um, you know, you kind of went through uh, a change in mindset as well. Do you get any words of wisdom? Uh, you know, how you processed and came to your conclusion. Maybe some of those relationships that led you there, or just words of wisdom in general of, hey. How should they discern or figure out uh, this is what I should be doing? You got yeah. any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, definitely just to, at first, people, and I was not, I did not know this right, well, I knew it, but to really understand that it is in God's hands, and it's not our timing, that it's the Lord's timing, and that as different as those times may be, to just know and to continually pray and just trust God that he has the plan, I think what really helped me also is reaching out and honestly building up those relationships I already had with other people, but using them to lean on for comfort, for security, for just knowing that while we might not have all the answers, that there's someone willing to pray with me or to talk it out or just to, to you know, be a, be a guide for me, especially. I think back on people like my parents, my grandparents, my older brother, and you know, the relationships I've built here at St. Paul, my fiance, people like that, just that are there to listen. And like that last Thessalonians, it says, encourage one another and build each other up. I think that's really important. And that seriously has helped me most is just encouragement from other people, which gives me confidence to know that I'm living my mission for Christ and just to keep, keep pressing on. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. Uh, It's been great to have you. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm confident we'll stay in conversation and maybe even do another podcast in the future. But, you know, thank you for your time and, and for uh, talking to us about these authentic relationships. As we close out for today, is it okay if I do so in prayer? All right, we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this conversation as we get to dig into First Thessalonians a little bit to hear about that a concern that St. Paul had um, to reaffirm for those Christians about the bodily resurrection of Jesus and his imminent return. Um, Lord, as we continue to press on on this side of glory, help us to also keep this at the forefront of our mind that Jesus indeed has risen from the dead and he's coming back any day now. Help us to encourage one another with these things. And Lord, as we look to our own lives and our own relationships, uh, give us good friends, neighbors, parents, spouses, uh, kids, family members that encourage us in the faith that keeps that centrality of the gospel, our ever focus, uh, but cares about all our needs. Maybe we're struggling with uh, what kind of job we should be doing, uh, what kind of hobbies we should be exploring, if we're living up to our full potential. And all of these things, Lord, and in our questions, give us clarity and guidance, uh, knowing that you are with us. And as we work towards uh, the good that you have given to us, uh, help us to ever work Um, with a benefit in mind, knowing that it is uh, for the building up of your kingdom and the proclamation of your gospel. Uh, Please help us to have a great rest of the day, Lord. We pray this in your Son's most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of the day.